News Talk 1110-993-WBT, breaking news. The New York Police Department says that they have arrested the suspect, sorry, person of interest in the, uh, oh, are they calling him a suspect now? Oh, because now he's arrested. Frank James in the uh, subway shooting. He is now in custody, according to NYPD. There is a, uh, there's a brief uh, press conference uh, scheduled. So just kind of monitor that, Bernie, and if it uh, starts up, we will take it. Um, got a couple other uh, uh, ideas for the names for Charlotte's bike gangs, the bicycle gangs, not the motorcycle gangs, but the bike, the bicycle gangs, who are terrorizing South End and Uptown with their wheelies and stunts. They're attacking vehicles, just engaging in... Uh, Generally, antisocial behavior, trying to scare people, which, by the way, just and, and I know we're having a lot of fun here on the program, which is the Pete Callender show, by the way, 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110, and Pete at thepetecallendershow.com. Um, I know we're having fun here, but um, in all seriousness, I will treat you how you present, okay? Just because I'm like most people. Most people, when presented with another human being that's approaching them in some aggressive manner, will treat that person as if they're approaching in an aggressive manner, right? If you are interested in being stereotyped and judged, then please, by all means, behave in a way that allows me to stereotype and judge you, because that's what you are interested in. And of course then you get to pretend that you're the victim in this scenario, right? This is one of the, this is one of the, the, the problems. I'll never forget. Um, so if mom and dad are listening, just a heads up. Yes, I did listen. I, I pretended like I wasn't all those years ago as a teenager. I pretended I wasn't paying attention. I didn't care what I had to say, but I actually was listening One of the things my mom said when I got to be a teenager and I started hanging out with all my teenager friends, she said, always be aware of how you look to other people because when you guys are all walking around in a group or a pack of teenagers, especially teenage boys, that's scary. That's what she told me. My mom told me that do I need to point out the racial composition here of me and my mom and, uh, well, well, most of my friends back in high school? Yeah, like mostly white. I got that talk. I got the talk that said, hey, you're scary when you're walking around with a bunch of other guys, especially after the sun goes down. And by the way, for good reason, we got into trouble. We got into trouble. Yeah, this it, this is not really even a racial thing. This is a young man thing. And if you're not being taught that that's unacceptable to threaten people. So I was always very aware of it, even though I pretended with the eye roll that I wasn't listening. I didn't care. I was always considerate, if you will. I was always sort of attuned to this fact that when there was, you know, a couple of us walking around, that we presented a certain image to older, particularly women, 
Older women, older guys probably didn't care, right? But maybe they did. Old people, elderly people would probably feel threatened just by our presence because we were a bunch of young teenagers probably, you know, laughing a bit too loud like Billy Joel. But even so, well, I mean, we were on Long Island, and it's required that you be a Billy Joel fan growing up on Long Island. It's right there in the birth certificate. So uh, I was always kind of aware of that. But if you choose to go a different route in your apprenticeship for uh, criminality and you prefer instead to present as a criminal, you prefer instead to present yourself as, uh, you know, an antisocial miscreant, then uh, I'm your huckleberry. Challenge accepted. I will treat you like that. I will assume that you are one of the dregs of society. You have convinced me with your wheelies on the hood of my car, young sir. Congratulations. Let's hope it doesn't get you run over. Because uh, this, you know, this is not that far off of the same debate we were having during the protests when other antisocial miscreants would go out and block traffic and then pull people from vehicles or light trucks on fire. Yeah, that was a that was a bright shining moment for Charlotte. I was watching that up in Asheville like, oh, man, I know exactly where that is on I-85. Good job. Um, so that's where that debate was going about whether or not you can run somebody over if you are threatened. And these types of encounters have been occurring, I, it feels like, with greater frequency. I've seen some with uh, people on motorcycles as well. And for the life of me, I don't understand why people who behave in this antisocial aggressive way, why you're assuming that you know anything about me in the car? Why do you assume that I'm not also an antisocial miscreant? Because you're the only one gambling with your life. You realize that, right? You're on a bicycle, kid. I know your brain isn't fully formed, so you don't even understand what that means, right? Your risk assessment development is nowhere near close to being fully developed. So uh, let's take it to a little bit older crowd. And you've seen these folks on the motorcycles zipping around big cities and getting all angry at cars and stuff and like breaking windows and stuff. Remember that video a couple of years ago? Stuff like that. Again, you're on a motorcycle. You're not in the superior vehicle if there's a collision here. You are on a superior vehicle if you're trying to get away. But if you're going to chase somebody down... You know, and, and you end up in a collision, uh, you're dead. And that's not even talking about what the person might have in the vehicle. You're not protected. You're out there on a motorcycle or a bicycle. It's a very large target. You better hope they don't know what center mass means. It's not, no, it's not church. It's I'm not talking about church. Still waiting on the NYPD press conference. They have uh, apparently taken into custody the uh, the New York subway shooter, the suspect slash person of interest, which, by the way, just so we're clear there, right? Anytime somebody's named as a person of interest, we know that's the suspect, right? Why do they even still do that? 
Why do they even? Why do they even still bother with the person of interest? We don't want to call them a suspect, even though they're totally a suspect. So we've got a bunch of suspects riding around on bicycles, teenagers, and they are terrorizing people and vehicles. Uh, well, people in the vehicles, not the vehicles. They are inanimate objects. Um, they're terrorizing folks down in South End and Uptown, and they think it is just hilarious. And really, great life decisions you kids are making. Sure, it's not going to end up with you in prison, uh, just with a wasted life of no meaning. But uh, we got some ideas to name your uh, your bicycle gangs, which is really kind of lame, by the way. Just a heads up on that. Kind of lame. Yeah. I mean, they're bicycles, guys. You're on a bicycle. And no, the wheelies don't make you look cooler. Sorry. Huffy Puffies. Kind of like it. The Huffy Puffies. The Grandsons of Anarchy. That was another offer. <laughs> we got, a, I think, the most popular uh, submissions so far for the potential uh, bike gangs. And remember, they don't have to pick one. Although it probably would be one of the more proactive things and uh, that, they, that they could do. But um, they're, they're not... They're not obliged to choose just one name. They can, uh, they can break off into different, you know, different clubs, different bicycle gangs, little mini gangs. They can have different, yeah, you know, Crips and Bloods, that kind of thing. Um, so the but by far, cyclists is the uh, that's the big favorite. That's the one everybody keeps coming up with the cyclists. But again, that's that's too cool for them. So they don't get that. They don't get that. Uh, how about this one? The missing spokes. Or Rimmers, the Rimmers, because I like to, I like there to be some level of mockery here that we apply to them, because they are deserving of it. Rim idiots, the Rim idiots, or the Trick Turners, I do like that. They are all about turning tricks. Yeah, the Bicycle Gang. Turning tricks left and right in the middle of the street, just in front of anybody. They're just going to, yeah, they're just going to trick there, trick here, trick there, all over. Yeah, it's a lot of tricking. They want people to watch. That's why they're down there. That's why they're stopping traffic so people can watch them turn tricks. They're kind of exhibitionists like that. Um, Roly-poly punks was another one. rest of the statement from CMPD on this. A recent event involving juvenile subjects known for this type of behavior turned violent in which the subjects were riding erratically in the roadway in the Eastway division and a vehicle collided with one of the bicycles. When the motorist got out to check on the juvenile bicyclers, the juveniles beat the motorist, stole personal items from the motorist, and then stole the vehicle. Through a collaborative effort on the part of the Real-Time Crime Center, along with the helicopter the patro- uh, uh, and patrol, the juveniles were arrested and the car was recovered. Oh, well, then, no harm, no foul. Do you understand the kind of, uh, the kind of lasting impact that kind of a crime has on somebody? The driver here, the motorist, driving down the road, a bunch of idiots on bicycles weaving their way in traffic and you end up hitting one of them 
and you get out to see if they're okay because, silly you, you think they're not a complete jackass, right? You think they're not a miscreant, a thug, a punk, a criminal. You think that they're just a kid that got hit by a car. And so you're going to get out and try to help that kid. And for your efforts, you are then beaten, robbed, and they steal your car. Yeah, that has a lasting impact. That's PTSD. That's, that's gee, do I ever really want to drive again kind of stuff. And those kids are lucky that the guy wasn't armed. Because he'd have killed you. He would have killed you. Maybe you don't care. Or maybe, again, your underdeveloped brain, because you're a teenager, hasn't thought about that, has not done that risk assessment, that the person that you randomly stop in the middle of the road might actually be a bit of a badass, might actually be a killer himself. You have no idea. This is the difference between the flexing. You know, when I remember, um, I think I forget the, uh, I was watching uh, a YouTube discussion between two individuals and one of them said, look, there's a difference between actually being the thing and pretending to be the thing, right? You can walk down the street and you can pretend to be this really tough guy, you know, fighter type, but uh, you walk into the wrong place and you actually run into some guy who is the tough guy who is the fighter guy, and now all of a sudden, he's going to be able to suss you out pretty quickly, and as soon as the first fists fly, any pretense, any kind of illusion that you were casting that you knew how to handle yourself is gone. Gone. They don't think that through, though. Because, again, they're kids. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Got an email here from Bob who says, Pete, man, your website is FUBAR. The Facebook doesn't work. The Twitter doesn't work. Why doesn't Twitter work? Twitter works. I'm all over Twitter. Are you spelling my name correctly? <laughs> uh, no email address anywhere I could find. I said it's Pete at the PeteCallanderShow.com. Pete at the PeteCallanderShow.com. Anyway, he says, here are my bicycle gang names. The bicycle cell. Ooh, how about ooh, how about the bicell? No, that doesn't work. The bicycle cell. Or the two tired gang. <laughs> two tired gang. I do like that. Uh, love you, mean it says Bob. Uh, thank you, Bob. Do do do. do. Mm, let me see here. Do I have? Uh... Oh wait, hang on. I got born to be jailed. <laughs> I like it, John. Thank you. Listening up in New Jersey. And uh, before I uh, kind of put a bow on this and relate it to the uh, the actual uh, subject at hand here, uh, for folks who aren't aware, I do get uh, I-, I do get lots of emails. Not lots of them. Every now and again, I should say, I get an email that's along these lines. So take a listen. This is from Rick. He says, "Pete, I am one of your Asheville fans." I was a Patreon supporter, podcast, and WBT listener. I know you overprep most days. I'm thinking maybe you didn't have much planning time for today's show. That can happen. I understand, but I'm really hating today's show. So far, you've done more than two hours on the bicycle thing, and it's just boring. So I, I got to apologize to Rick. I appreciate all of your support over the years. Um, 
I'm sorry that the topic today that was actually one of the most popular single topics I think I have done since my return to WBT, I'm sorry that it was not entertaining for you. I'm not going to be able uh, to provide an entertaining and informative show for everybody every single day. Strive as I might. I'm just not going to be able to do it. And so apparently the roving packs of teenagers that are beating up people and attacking vehicles in South End and Uptown Charlotte is boring. Uh, Even when I mixed in the, I thought, completely selfless offers of, you know, name generation services for them. Uh, And we got uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. So roughly two dozen uh, suggestions along those lines. Lots of people calling in, not even offering suggestions, but asking questions and making comments and all that. Um, so it was like, honestly... Uh, but you are mistaken, by the way, uh, Rick, that – so, yeah, uh, Bernie, how how thick of a stack of show prep would you say that that probably is right there? Pete, I think you show prep more than anybody that I've ever right. seen in my entire life. So I've got – it's, it's a few inches – a couple inches thick. Well, let's not get crazy. <laughs> Depending on what your view of a couple inches is. I don't want to know why you have a different view of what a couple inches might be. I'm not even going to ask. I will say, though – here you go. I'll just run through. Here are the headlines on the show prep. An official who urged judges to avoid politics departs as NC grows more partisan. Um, in a related story, we've got the uh, justified uh, change at Judicial Standards Commission. The Raleigh City employees file suit over a vaccine mandate. You've got the Leandro uh, hearing that's going on today. And I got three different stories on that. We got the rising prices of fertilizer and diesel affecting farmers. We got inflation is going to cost us more. CPI live updates. And uh, the Consumer Price Index numbers. We got the DSCC launching an ad campaign in local black media. We got record number of businesses created last year, along with the Charlotte Observer uh, editorial board member who says that uh, that's not a good thing. Uh, What happens when a group of Fox News viewers watch CNN for a month? I got audio on that one as well. I have the feline app, by the way. Oh, yeah. Cat owners, if you love taking pictures of your furry friends... You now have an excuse to pull out the smartphones and take a snapshot. It could actually help your cat. A Calgary, Alberta animal health technology company called Sylvester AI has developed an app called Tably that uses the phone's camera to tell whether your cat is feeling pain. The app looks at ear and head position, eye narrowing, muzzle tension, how whiskers change to detect distress, a study a couple of years ago uh, found that so-called feline grimace scale, or the FGS. Did you know such a thing existed? There's an FGS, a feline grimace scale. It's a valid and reliable tool for acute pain assessment in cats. So I got that. That's part of the kind of wacky news uh, uh, story file that I create. Anyway, why don't we head on over to the NYPD? They've got a uh, press conference going on right now about the apprehension of the subway shooter. Service and others including the Kings County District Attorney's Office. And my office and our law enforcement partners will use every tool at our disposal uh, to bring this individual justice and bring justice to New Yorkers and restore safety and peace of mind to all. And we'll continue to do so as this case proceeds. Thank you. 
Mike. Good afternoon, and thank you all for being here today. As Mr. Peace just discussed, Mr. James is now facing a federal charge for his actions, a terrorist attack on mass transit. We have two ways that you can get in contact with us because I want to be very clear that this is still an ongoing investigation. If you have additional information regarding Mr. James's activity, or if you have digital information, please reach out to us. Contact the FBI, 1-800-CALL-FBI, or you can provide digital media through fbi.gov slash Brooklyn shooting. We need to hear from you so we can fully understand all the events that have occurred over the last 30 hours. It's crucial that we receive the assistance of the public as we piece this case together. There has been some reports that FBI holdings to date um, had a tie to Mr. James. I want to be very clear that to date we have found no record of an investigation of Frank R. James by an FBI office before the shooting yesterday. Reports that FBI's New Mexico field office previously investigated him are inaccurate. I want to thank our partners in this case, the NYPD, the ATF, the U.S. Marshals, and the U.S. Attorney's Office, and all the members of the FBI-NYPD Joint Terrorism Task Force. We've had such a tremendous response from all of our partners in this case that have led us to this moment now. I also want to take a quick moment to highlight the work of the JTTF. I'm fortunate I get to work with them every day. It's truly an outstanding group of people, led by SAC Kerry Farley, who's, who spearheaded this investigation. All right, uh, so that's the uh, sort of the headline out of the uh, press conference. We'll keep monitoring it. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. So uh, I mentioned this earlier. Oh, and by the way, the the problem with the, the bike gangs, it's a larger problem. It's just, it, it's a symptom of the larger problem, right? There were all different directions to go with this. Which is, obviously, you've got a cultural breakdown. Why are these kids being uh, not punished at the community level, at the parental level? Uh, and then, at, you know, at the, the larger level, you've got your uh, police officers uh, who, you know, whether or not they act, they can uh, do anything about it or... Maybe they just don't want to do anything about it because is the juice worth the squeeze on that? What happens? You start going after some of these kids. You knock them off the bicycle. <laughs> I'm hurt now. And somebody's rolling video. Not worth it, right? Is that some of it? Maybe they're not empowered. Maybe there aren't any real rules that are being broken or something. Or maybe they know that as soon as they bring them in, they're just going to get turned right back out onto the street because that's generally what happens, it seems, in Mecklenburg County under this district attorney. And in the courts, by the way, it's not always on the DA. It's not on his office, right? It's the, it, you got a lot of these judges throwing, you just turning people loose. Uh, sorry, reform, <laughs> right? Under the, under the banner of reform. And for people who have been around longer than me, and I'm, I'm a very young person. So what? Why are you looking at me like that? All right. I'm a young guy, kind of. And so, like, I don't really recall sort of the heyday of depravity that was Times Square. I just remember as a kid growing up in New York, you didn't go to Times Square. We did not go to Times Square. 
And then Rudy Giuliani gets into the mayor's office and he starts cleaning it up and, and, and turns Times Square into what it is now. Or I should say, well, what it was then a couple of years ago. Because I, from what I understand, it's now gotten worse again. And um, you have to have the will to do that. And you only get the will to do it. Life is about cycles, right? This is the same thing, like the green shoots kind of thing, you know, where you get the winter and the spring and some of these natural cycles. I noticed this first, believe it or not, with bars down in Rock Hill. There was one bar that was the place everybody wanted to go. And then there was another bar where people didn't want to go there. And then, and I worked in bars. I worked down at a bar called the Silver Dollar Saloon. And uh, that was owned by the same guy who owned the money, what used to be called Daddy's Money. And then there was another bar down the road, down Cherry Road, called Scandals. I have no idea if these places are still around. Is this still around? Scandals is gone. Well, with a name like that, really, I couldn't see that coming. Um, but they, were, they would go through cycles where, you know, for a year or two or three, one place would be the place to go, and then that would kind of taper off, and then everybody would go to this other place, and then everybody went to this other place, and you just kind of you just kind of move. That's why restaurants and bars, they reinvent themselves, rebrand, bring in John Taffer, you know? Like, that's why you have to do that. You have to re, uh, regenerate, refresh. And so, yeah, I I don't know. I'm just I'm thinking that some cities gonna have to go through a pretty you know pretty steep downside in order to get back to the oh yeah you know what might work how about imprisoning people getting them off the street if they are complete antisocial miscreants how about that so. Crime is actually down 1%, according to the uh, Charlotte Observer. But kids carrying guns, that's concerning, CMPD says. Overall, crime has remained relatively flat this year, but guns in the hands of youths remains a priority for CMPD. Overall, for the first quarter, overall, crime increased just 1% compared with the same period a year ago. So I'm I'm confused here because the headline says crime is down 1%, but then the second sentence says crime increased 1%. (laughs) So I'm a little, I'm a little unclear as to what crime actually did. Should we just say it's a wash? It's about even, right? Plus or minus 1%. Is that? So violent crime went up 2%. Property crime rose 1%. The question people need to be asking is where the guns coming from that kids are carrying. More often than not, the guns are stolen from lawful owners who fail to properly secure their weapons. The car break-ins, by by the way, for the love of me, lock your cars. Okay, I'm going to stop you right there. I don't care where you came from. I don't care how old you are and back in your day you used to be able to blah, blah, blah. Does that not matter? Does not matter. Lock your cars and your doors on your house. Okay, just lock them up because if you're getting because you're driving up my insurance rates, <laughs> you're, people are taking stuff out of your car. You're like, oh my gosh, my car got broken into. No, your car didn't get broken into. No, your car got burglarized. Absolutely, but you left your car open. There was no breaking into the car unless they smashed a window and then we're like, oh look, it's open. We didn't have to smash the window. All right, 
Winterville's up next. Stick around. I'll see you tomorrow. Don't break anything while I'm gone.